Hello and welcome to another Kangaroo English Daily Digest podcast. My name is Christian and today is Monday, best day of the week. <laughs> um, in today's podcast, I am going to go on a rant. A rant is basically a um, kind of extended and normally kind of angry monologue about a specific topic, a rant. And what I'm going to rant about today is um, is about the criticism I've received after my interview with Professor Jennifer Jenkins from the University of Southampton. So... In, in my interview with, um, with Miss Jenkins, which I published on my YouTube channel, she talks about various um, subjects, all related to this idea of destroying the myth of the native speaker as, as, as a kind of objective and a standard for, for learners of, of English. And... I've, so I've received lots of emails and messages about this subject, and um, they're sort of 50-50, so they're split down the middle. One, one camp is very happy to hear um, the, the, about the work of Miss Jenkins, the, the work that she's doing to, to sort of uh, debunk all of these, these myths about what native speakers are and what languages and and um, what what it means to be a non-native speaker of English or teacher of English um, and 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 the other half of the people the other camp they are very upset at the idea of people flagrantly abusing their their language and that is today's word of the day. Today's word of the day is flagrant. Flagrant is an adjective, and and it means and it means basically to to do something in a very obvious and very immoral and very kind of extreme way. So so a lot of people are, are very concerned about flagrant abuses of the English language in the hands of non-native speakers. And, you know, there are, I've received lots of criticism about the idea that, that basically non-native speakers, if they don't have these kind of rules and these guidelines and these, these strict, this strict, kind of perfect model of English, if they don't follow that, then what they're doing is they're destroying a beautiful thing. Now, and this, this is where my, my rant begins. <laughs> so this, this is a very dangerous way to think because what, what it shows is it shows a fundamental lack of understanding about what language is and how it works. And it also basically shows you know, the remnants, the sort of leftover fragments of linguistic imperialism. And it is, it is in other words, a, a type of prejudice. And so, so let me explain why. So 
in order to believe that that there is a perfect English, a, a standard English that can be uh, destroyed or, or or made ugly by non-native speakers, then you have to suppose that this perfect and standard and beautiful English exists. But here's the thing. There is no such thing as a perfect or beautiful or even standard language. There is no book, even though people think that dictionaries are those books, dictionaries are not books that prescribe language. They are books that describe language. Okay. Um, so there's no book, there's no council of you know, high linguists from universities. There's no government body. There's no um, agency of people who can tell you how to use English. It just doesn't exist. There's what what we have, the way that language works, is that we have standards and rules that exist because they have been decided by the people who use the language every day to get things done. So let, let me give you some examples of, of, of what I'm talking about. So English used to have a, a system of plurals that was irregular. And so you can see some of those irregular plurals that, that exist even today. Like, for example, we have child and children and foot and feet and fish and fish. But that was quite complicated to learn for people who who were non-native speakers, so foreigners who want to come in and learn the language. It's quite complicated to learn all, all of these irregular plurals. So there needed to be a way to simplify it for those foreign learners, and that's exactly what the Vikings did when they invaded England all of those years ago. They looked at the system and said, you know what, this is too difficult. Um, we, 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 we can't learn this. We're going to simplify it. What we're going to do is all of the plurals, we're just going to add an S. So hat becomes hats, and podcast becomes podcasts, and there it is. Now, that is now standard English. But it's only standard English because that's the way that the game played out. It could have been that the Vikings tried out this system of regularizing plurals and, you know, it just didn't catch on. And so English would still have all of those irregular plurals. The people decided. There wasn't, you know, an, an international... <laughs> Um, council of Viking linguists going out there and telling people to do it. It just happened because that's the that's what the people decided. And, you know, people think that dictionaries are arbiters of language. Like, if you look in a dictionary and you find a word, well, then it's a real word. You have permission to use it. But what they don't realize is that the reason that it's in the dictionary is because people used it because it became popular, not the other way around. So if I was to to go out and I had my telephone in my pocket and I said, this isn't a telephone, this is a klushklu. 
<laughs> then I am free. I'm absolutely free to go out there and call it a cluche glue. And this gets back to another argument from people who think that foreign learners are going to make English ugly or they're going to destroy it or they're going to break all the rules. Well, they can go out and break the rules and invent words. But the problem is that when you do that, it doesn't actually enable communication. Because if I say to you, hey, look at my beautiful new new cluche glue in my pocket, and you say, wait, that's not a cluche glue, that's a telephone. What I'm doing is I'm robbing myself of the opportunity to communicate. It's not efficient for me. So therefore, I'm not going to call it a cluche glue. I'm going to call it a telephone because that's what everybody does. That's what everybody understands. But if I was a famous person, maybe I was big on Twitter and I call it a cluche glue. And then my followers say, ha, look at this funny guy. Let's call it a cluche glue too. And then maybe it spreads like wildfire across the internet. This supposed flagrant abuse of language. And, you know, suddenly everyone's calling it a cluche glue. Well, guess what? Then that becomes standard English. It becomes an alternative word for phone. But not because it appeared in the dictionary. No, because that's what the people decided. And I know that maybe there's some people thinking, well, that's just, that is ugly. Just some person just invents a word and then it becomes a real word. Well, that's exactly how language works. And again, let's let's look back at history. The Vikings came in, they regularized our English plurals. Is that beautiful or ugly? And let's look at Shakespeare. Now, here's a man who hundreds of years ago sat down and just wrote plays, Romeo and Juliet, Hamlet, and guess what? He invented, he literally invented hundreds of words that didn't exist. He just made them up. He just sat down and said, you know what? I'm going to put these two words together, create a new word. I'm going to borrow this word from Latin and just make it into a, an English verb. I'm going to do all this stuff because I'm a renegade. I'm a rebel. I'm on the fringe of language. I'm a creative person. And Thanks to Shakespeare, he, he personally enriched the language, but only because he was famous and the, the people accepted that those words were real words and they started using them. Now, imagine if the same people that are criticizing the non-native use of English right now, imagine if those same people were sitting next to Shakespeare saying, hey, you can't say that. That's not a real word. You're making my language ugly. Well, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet and Hamlet. And that's another thing that um, Jennifer Jenkins talks about in her, in her interview is about how foreign language users accelerate language change. And it's a beautiful thing. She gives the example of foreign learners will, uh, right now they're making some nouns which are uncountable in English. They're making them countable. Like they'll say, I have some informations. But... You know, in, in the language that, that we've accepted as native speakers, we can't say informations. We can only say information. But that's just because we decided that it's an uncountable noun. There's no, you know, language guru out there saying, well, here's my list of what I've decided. 
are uncountable nouns. No, we decided, and who knows, in a hundred years, maybe we'll decide that information is countable, and we'll all be saying informations. And I think part of the reason that that people feel so strongly about this is, well, people feel very strongly about language in general. Language is very strongly embedded in our culture, our identity, who we are, everything. And people in general, they feel very strongly about language. But, you know, another reason is that they're scared of change. And that's just part of human nature. They're scared of change. And what they don't realize is that one of the reasons that English is so successful as a global language is because it's willing to be flexible and to be bent for all of the rules, to be bent so much that they nearly break off. That it's willing to accept words uh, and phrases from other other languages that, that it doesn't, you know... Um, commit prejudice against against other languages that try to make it richer. The reason that it's so beautiful, if that's how you feel it is, if that's what you want to protect, because you feel it's beautiful, the reason it's beautiful is because of all of those people who've gone out there and made change. And the research tells us that right now, all of the really exciting change in language is coming from young females. So all of you young females out there, just go out and play with language. It's a beautiful thing. You're helping to make it richer and stronger. And I hope that, that I've illustrated my point that, that there's no such thing as a beautiful or an ugly language, that, that language change and what's decided as standard in a language is decided by the people. And... I hope it just makes you realize that with language, change isn't something to be afraid of. And I I want to especially say to all of the non-native teachers out there that that I know that you you receive, you're on the receiving end of a lot of prejudice about simply because you're non-native, that students want a native teacher to you know because the native speakers um know how to use the language correctly you know they want um they get paid more than you maybe they get better jobs than you they work less hours all of that stuff right and i know i know that native non-native teachers are basically the subject of a lot of discrimination but i want you to know that People who really know about language and care about language realize that 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 discrimination is wrong. And that's the only thing that that should be important to you, is that language is is just one of those things in the world that the power is in the hands of the people. And so by, by using it, by teaching it, by incorporating all of those words from your your, your um, native language, your accent, all of that stuff, you're, you're making the language richer and stronger and better. And I know that, and people who really know and care about language know that, 
and that's the only thing that's important and you know pe other people who who are discriminating against you they're either ignorant which is easy to understand because you know language as i said language people feel passionate about, passionately about language they're either ignorant or they are just bigoted which is a type of which is a type of chosen ignorance ignorance is a choice um, so for all of you non-native teachers for all of you non-native users of english the people who really matter know that what you're doing is a beautiful thing so keep doing it <laughs> i'm christian this is kangaroo english and i'll see you in class <laughs>